0: Welcome to Day 277 of Shape of the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with David Keefe and Cindy Mm Kemp as we come to the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. He has uh, been deserted by the disciples, betrayed by Judas, disowned uh, by Peter, Uh, been tried uh, by his own people, and now handed over to Pilate. And uh, they have overwhelmed Pilate, even though he desired uh, to release, you know, Jesus Mm -hmm. And they've come, and they finally come to the point where he has washed his hands and turns him over to be crucified. So we come to the moment of the cross where he bears our sin and our shame uh, in, in our guilt so that in him we might uh, receive the blessing and the gift and the presence uh, of God. So before we continue uh, in chapter uh, 27, let's offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wonderful gift you have given us through your word. We thank you that uh, you have spoken through creation, you have spoken uh, you know through your written word in which you've revealed your heart and life to us, and you have spoken definitively in the image of your Son. And we thank you for the beauty of the portraits that we have received from him uh, as we read of his life and of his death and of his resurrection. May we be immersed again in the truth of the gospel that he lived a life that we could never live so that we might benefit from his righteousness. He died the death that we should have died so that we may benefit from his his just punishment. And we have been raised to life so that we may have all the blessing of God in him. As we read, stir our hearts and affections, not only... Uh, to love you more, but to follow you. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 27, beginning in verse 32. As they were going out, heading away from the praetorium where he had been judged uh, toward uh, the hill called Gagatha to be crucified, as they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene named Simon, and they forced him to carry the cross came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. There they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall, but after tasting it, he refused to drink it. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots, and sitting down, they kept watch over him there. Above his head, they placed the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the king of the Jews. Two rebels were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads, and saying, You who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself, come down from the cross if you are the Son of God. In the same way the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He's the King of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe him. He trusts in God, let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the Son of God. In the same way the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabatane, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, He's calling Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a staff, and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. That moment the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, the earth shook, the rocks split, and tombs broke up, and the bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely he was the Son of God. Many women were there watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. As evening approached, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who had himself become a disciple of Jesus. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate ordered it be given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own new tomb, that he had cut out of the rock he wrote a big stone in front of the entrance of the tomb and went away mary magdalene and the other mary were sitting there opposite the tomb the next day the one after a preparation day the chief priest and the pharisees went to pilate sir they said remember that while he was still alive that deceiver said after three days i will rise again so give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day Otherwise his disciples may come and steal the body and tell people that he's been raised from the dead. This last deception will be worse than the first. Take a guard, Pilate answered. Go make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. Matthew tells us you know, uh, a story that we have you know, nowhere else about uh, there were others, godly men, who, uh, yeah. who who rose from the dead in that moment, just as a foretaste of what the resurrection, you know, would mean for all of us. But as mm-hmm. he is crucified, they are uh, they are rising and, and, and walking through the city, and of course, earth, earth, earthquakes and rocks are splitting significantly. The curtain is torn, you know, from you know top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, which have been a you know a curtain about forty five feet tall, so yeah. there' are not you know many humans that are going to get up there and tear you know that Probably curtain not. you know That's down in mm-hmm. that in you know, that instance, but uh, you know, the fact that it was torn from top to bottom means that we were all through his grace given entry mm-hmm. into the most holy place into the very presence of God. Our sins no longer separate us from God because he has mm-hmm. taken those of us who are far away and brought us near. Uh, As the Apostle Paul would later say, Mm -hmm. through the blood of Christ, destroying every dividing wall. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful picture. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and otherwise, you know, very ugly human situations as we look at it. What are some of the things that stand out as you guys read this passage?
1: I mean, at the opening and even at the end of the passage yesterday, we see obviously the Mm -hmm. severe punishment they put Christ through and the excruciating pain that he was in that he couldn't even carry the cross, but I guess most likely just due to lacerations over his back and, and body. And then obviously the public shame that he's experiencing as many people are calling out to him and, you know, asking him to save himself and, and then knowing obviously you know, the pain he's going through and, and the shame he's experiencing is as we've often said, what, what I deserve, what I was to experience. And so I don't, think we should just skip over that so quickly you know and it is a hard thing to read and to consider but what a loving savior to go through that you know now the crosses yeah,
0: the cross know. is always a mm-hmm. you know a dual portrait is it's a portrait of the ugliness of our sin and the, and the depth of the love that god has for us that he would bear the punishment you know for our, uh, our sin himself and not simply the punishment for our sin the punishment you know, for our sin is you know, eternal separation or spiritual death. Uh, he suffered physical death, but he not only suffers physical death, he, he, he suffers agony and he suffers shame. And, and of course, that is agony and that shame is our agony and that's our shame. He mm-hmm. suffers disgrace, you know, for our sake and all of it, that, that we might be made whole, you know, that we might be uh, restored, that uh, everything might be given back to us, that we have lost you know, to the ravages of our our sin so that we are, you know, renewed in Him. And it is a, a beautiful portrait of the love of God, the holiness of God. Um,
2: Just lots of irony and, of course, lots of prophecy fulfilled. Um, verse 38, you know, really strikes my heart. Two rebels were crucified with Him, one on His right and one on His left. And yet, you know, this is... Are very king who will one day sit on a throne, you know, and and yet two rebels that I can identify with, you know. Yeah, um, you know, the, my rebellion is what he died for. So there there's he is. no doubt. Mm-hmm.
0: And then, yeah, and, and of course we add to what you know David has already talked about. You know, the 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 shame, the insult, the agony. Uh, you know the, everyone you know kind of coming by and mocking him and of course every mm-hmm. and every one of those you know uh, every one of those are, are so deep in, in, yeah. in their irony mm-hmm. uh, you are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days mm-hmm. you know save yourself and uh, of course he will mm-hmm. raise the temple that he had spoken of in 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 three days and of course by coming down uh, he could have saved himself, but instead he, mm-hmm. he stays on the cross in order to, to save them.
1: And with this, just reminder as well, not that it's necessarily so much said in this passage, but man, we, mm-hmm. we just miss Jesus unless the Spirit is at work in our lives to help yeah. us see who he truly is. I That's mean, true. these people yeah. were there, they saw it, and, and were so put off by how they treated him and how they mm-hmm. spoke yeah. to him and how they looked at him. And yet we see now um, through God's grace in our lives that no, this was him saving us by not saving himself, which again is beautiful. And that, yeah, the sign above him is true. He is the king of the Jews, you know? Like all these things that were meant to go against him actually speak to who he truly was and what he was truly doing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even you know, verse you know, 43, he trusts in God, let God rescue him. Mm-hmm. Well, that's actually the gospel. If anyone trusts in mm-hmm. God, God will rescue them. Mm-hmm. And uh, and of course that's exactly you know what he's doing um, as as he does he does this.
2: In 42 he saved others, but he can't save himself. Oh goodness. Yeah. And yet they wouldn't believe, what, you know, they watched him do the saving work, but they wouldn't believe.
0: And, and then of course even his cry from the cross, you like mm-hmm. you like in the in the in the in the Aramaic a quote from Psalm 22. Uh, where David, you know, laments the fact that he has been abandoned, Mm -hmm. you know, in spite of his righteousness. And, of course, we we realize that David, you know, was not a righteous sufferer, Mm -hmm. even though that that, that he had a heart for God, that he was not a righteous sufferer. But Mm -hmm. here is the genuine righteous sufferer who has been abandoned, not because of his unrighteousness, but because he bore our unrighteousness.
1: Mm-hmm. And don't you love the confession of the centurion in verse fifty four mm-hmm. You know Jesus kind of asks his disciples you know who the people say I am, and people have been confused who is this man and mm-hmm. and then after some pretty wild events, you know the centurion gets it right. Mm-hmm. you know surely he was the Son of God, he's the true confession of who Christ is and all the confusion mm-hmm. of who he is. Right. The Centurion gets it right. he's the Son of God. <clears throat>
0: But this you know
1: stops mm-hmm. short of a full
0: confession. Uh, they're moved by fear to acknowledge that this mm-hmm. man must have been the Son of God, but it mm-hmm. needs to go a step further than that. That they uh, put their confidence yeah. in the Son of God for the gift that He is giving them through His, you know, through His death on the cross. And then you have um, you have the burial you know, with Joseph Arimathea, mm-hmm. who had you know who had become you know, had become a disciple, which is you know rich to hear. He. And I say rich to you here he was genuinely a wealthy man to mm. own this kind of tomb, and in the same way you know we had you know the woman with the alabaster jar offering that to Jesus. Uh, we have you know Joseph offering this really expensive mm. you know, tomb unit you know, to Jesus, uh, which you'll only need for yeah, a, a, a very short time.
2: Mm-hmm. I love just um, kind of the the flow of of the with the women. You know, the women were there um, at the cross. The women were there when the stone was rolled in its place. And then the women were there to see the the empty tomb. You're getting a little bit ahead of us, it but is that, that's, that's okay.
0: That's quite all right. <laughs> to
2: share that. But you yeah, that, that I just you've, love you've that. You've done it, that,
0: but it is. Yeah. And and again, there is a contrast of, you know, the rejection, you know, by, you know, the the people of Israel, the rejection by uh, you know, the authorities in Rome, uh, the abandonment, you know, by the disciples, uh, betrayal on one hand and denial mm-hmm. uh, on another hand, and yet you have the, the faithfulness of these women who, mm-hmm. you know, stick with Jesus all the way to the end and even, even past, past the end. So the true picture of, uh, yeah. you know, discipleship are in those that we least expect to, you know, to mm-hmm. be disciples, and so we get a picture of faithfulness. Uh, that is a gorgeous picture of faithfulness,
1: mm-hmm. and it's funny too the the pharisees and and, and the scribes go to Pilate, and they're like, Hey, we've been kind of talking or thinking, and <laughs> this guy did say he's gonna rise up in three days, so maybe we could like you know put some guards and kind of secure this thing and and then what pilot's like, we'll make it as secure as you can you do whatever mm-hmm. you want. and uh yeah. I'm, well, I'm done with you guys yeah.
2: I love that part that you know they would say yeah, if he if the people think he's been raised from the dead, this last deception will be worst. <laughs> the worst than the first. I love that because it did happen. It was pretty, pretty important.
0: And of course, the last truth is actually more beautiful. Mm-hmm, than exactly. You know, than the first.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Cindy you to close us with a word of prayer.
2: Sure. Father, thank you for um, this passage today. Um, just so much in these passages, Lord, that, um, speak of just the fulfillment of your prophecy, um, to speak to, um, the obedience and the submission of Christ and just, uh, the people who would acknowledge that he truly was the Messiah. And like David would say, we know none of that can, um, happen apart from your spirit in our hearts. So even today, Father, we ask that we would, by your spirit, acknowledge Christ that we would see him as Lord and that we would walk in obedience and also submit to you. So thank you for the encouragement Um, while this being very sobering. We thank you, Father, um, that it was for the joy that he endured. And Father, we, we thank you for that. And it's all in Christ's name we pray. Amen.